Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. That's why we lost, because we had to wear last season's shock and strip. <laughs> you were pulling so wonder, many man wonder, faces I wonder, there. I wondered wonder what you were doing. I, I wondered what your face was doing. This week, party postponed, as Neil Lennon says, not tonight, lads. Hunt down approaches as Celtic get a second chance to seal the deal. All this and more on the latest episode of 20 Minute Tim's. Hello and welcome to episode 135 of 20 Minute Tins. On board this week is Stephen. Hello there. Melly. Hello. Second chance to seal the deal. That was a lot of S's in that one. Yeah, it was, yeah. In that intro, I got, I, I got through that one quite well. How's it going, Melly? Not too bad. How are those rice cakes? <laughs> Stuck in my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Ideal podcast preparation, I'm sure you'll agree. You with your seven gallons of water yes, and, and Melly with his crunchy, sticky rice cakes. <laughs> Um, so we recorded a, a match. It was a great idea we had on Saturday. Um, was it Saturday? We yeah, 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 yeah. Great idea on Saturday, like kickoff. We're like we're called a match companion for the patrons, and then they'll get the first thoughts of Celtic winning the league, and <laughs> then obviously the press. no uh, hot off the press, I. Right? And then obviously because the match companion is cursed, uh, that didn't quite work out as planned. Get so, it right up as get for, up for doing that. Serves us right. <laughs> we never actually considered they wouldn't win. Never once. No, no. never, never. <laughs> Which we should have done, considered Although, how they've been playing. In yeah. fairness, yes, we did because. What did I say last week on the on the last episode? I said you wouldn't be in the least bit surprised after that performance against Rangers if they went out and laid an egg and drew one each <laughs> against Hibs. Yeah. Now I could sense in this room the atmosphere falling as I was being slightly negative with my prediction against Hibs. I thought you two are like, oh god, here he goes with the, the negative stuff after a great performance. But turned out I overestimated Celtic's performance against Hibs because they didn't get a one each draw at all. <laughs> <laughs> that, Melly, you said that I, I floated the idea of maybe losing this game to Hibs or dropping points and then going hmm. on to win it against the Huns. You said, nah, I'm going to do it against Hibs. What went wrong? What went wrong? It shows how much you know about football. <laughs> well, from start to finish, I wouldn't say we didn't turn up, but Hibs did turn up and Hibs probably performed to as well. Well, Neil Lennon did say after the game that it was as well as they'd played and they had to because it's against the best team. They turned up, they did what Kilmarnock and Hearts have done to us and got in our faces, did everything right and were first to every ball, first to everything, more desire and they deserve to win. I can't, I can't have any complaints. No, they were superb. I can't argue with that at all. Hibs were excellent. And really after all the furore over the, the fixture list, Really, if they wanted to keep it away from the first game, Hibs is the worst possible fixture oh, you could totally. have given Celtic because Celtic have conceded two or more goals domestically seven times this season. Obviously, Hearts was one of them with a the 4-0 defeat. Partick Thistle was another, 3-2. Rangers at Ibrox was 3-2. Those are three. The other four were Hibs. 
So Hibs have scored two goals against Celtic <laughs> or more four times this season. You said Celtic, you don't think Celtic didn't turn up, Melly, but Scott Brown's wee catchphrase this season is we turn up, we play, we win. So one, one of them went wrong. I don't, I don't think we turned up. Um, Scott Brown himself was ill. Mm. Neil Lennon said, uh, Neil Lennon, that's wishful thinking on my part. <laughs> Brendan Rodgers said that he, he was sick during the game. My question to the panel, which is you two, is, so does that mean if Scott Brown isn't playing well, we just lose games? <laughs> it looks like it, but... Um... No brownie points. I watched that game and I thought Brown had his his worst game I can remember. Probably his worst game all season because he was he was getting sort of bullied off the ball at points and that, that's just not like him at all. He wasn't involved. And there was a point we watched it together. Obviously, there was a point I turned to you and said he's going to get booked in the next couple of minutes. And sure enough, he did. He was second to everything. His passing was poor. But then Brendan Rodgers, as you say, came out after the game and said he was ill. But I thought, I didn't see the, the point of it. What's the point in playing a 25% uh, fit Scott Brown? So you know, uh, you know yourself. Yeah, you know yourself. Scott Brown is not not going to be on that pitch if yeah, it looks like we're going to win the league. Your, your captain, we do rely on the guy to set the tempo, everything. If Scott Brown can play, he will play. Probably the only guy in the team that that goes for. He is your captain. It's a chance to win the title. I can see why you would play him. And we've spoke about it before this season. Without Scott Brown in the team... We dropped points, and although he was there, he was there in spirit at the weekend. It just doesn't look, we can't rely on one guy to set the tempo for the team. We are champions. This is going to be our seventh league win in a row. We shouldn't be needing a guy that maybe shouts at you or pushes you on to get through games. You should be able to do it by yourselves. I understand why they did it, because obviously if you can get Scott Brown, it was like Chris Sutton back when he was here. If you get a, a Chris Sutton in the team, you play him, no matter what position it may well be, but... What's the cut-off point? Because Scott Brown just he couldn't get near that, that no, Hibs midfield, no. who admittedly have an excellent midfield. It's by far and away the second best midfield. You yeah, said that last week. By far and away the second best midfield in Scotland, and they were great again against Celtic. But Scott Brown couldn't get your grips with them, so really you're losing by by squeezing them into this team. It's not. It wasn't entirely his fault. I just thought he had a, a fairly poor game, which again isn't his fault because he was ill. But again, where's where's Kouassi in this? Mm. Because I get that he's the eventual replacement for Scott Brown, but if he can't play any part at all, even if the the guy he's supposed to replace is badly ill, then I don't I don't see the point of him. He's been here for like eighteen months now, and he's played about ten games, so you can't keep a guy in reserve to eventually replace someone for three years ahead of time. It's been a weird one for Kwas. He sort of featured and drifted out. And he was great against Zen at home. Aye, he hasn't aye. been seen since. I think it's just the circumstances behind it. It's Hibs away. It's probably it is. They have been the team that's troubled us the most this season. It's a chance to win the league. After this is a full week till the Rangers game, Scott Brown plays. That's it. It doesn't matter. I mean, Kwasi was on the bench. We yeah. don't even sub. We don't even sub Brown. He played the whole ninety, didn't he? He did. He got through the game. But see if maybe if he'd waited on the pitch, he would have considered <laughs> like, well, like Neil that. Lennon at that charity game last <laughs> <That's> year. <right. laughs> if uh, the players round about Brown had been playing well. It wouldn't really be noticeable, but Cham didn't have a great game. No, that's a good point, actually. McGregor yeah. didn't have a great game. I mean, it just didn't turn up, which was annoying for me because that is that's a big game. You know, that's like a, that's like a cup final type game. But well, I mean, it was supposed to be the title party, and yeah. do you know what kind of party that was? That was the kind of party where you the turn conservative up conservative party. <laughs> <laughs> it was a party where you turn up looking for a mad one, and somebody brings out a guitar. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and plays Wonderwall at <laughs> one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> We've been a few of those, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Not me, I might. Have. But uh, the back three sort of went in a back three, back four. Just did not look comfortable at all. And mm. Lustig injured, fair enough. But 
the lack of cover there is scary. Mm. We've sent out a guy who last night won an Academy Player of the Year to Dundee United to get games, fair enough. But the sheer lack of a right-back, I feel, is costing us now. It looks ridiculous trying to play a centre-half out there or try to change a whole formation. This should have been sorted a while ago and it's now costing us. How do you think Jack Henry got on it there? He's not a right-back for starters. He's not. and I think he's a decent player and I think he's been <clears> shown <throat> up right now because he's coming into a defence that aren't conceding a lot of goals but don't look comfortable and it's hard for a young guy coming in and being put into that I mean if you come into a team and the most reliable guy is a 20 year old Christopher Ayer who's just only started at the turn of the year and then you've got that absolute ticking time bomb beside <laughs> you it's, it's not very fair on the guy I mean Jack I mean, Jack Henry he's, he's been okay he's been okay well, the, the but, curse I mean, continues because he just Still barely won a game with him in the team. <laughs> I think we can. I think he'd be proved upon without much difficulty. It's hard to say just now. We've we spoke about this when Melly was away with Chris McQueen a couple of weeks ago, and we said I said that I was happy for him to be in there making mistakes because the comparison I used was John Stones. Mm. John Stones. It, it's not. It's not too dissimilar to him. Even physically, kind of vaguely resembles John Stones. But that's where the comparisons end. Yeah. <laughs> but what I said about John Stones was that real further, and said you've got to allow him the chance to make mistakes. But that's all very well saying that about John Stones when, you know, eight out of ten times he's defending well and, and using the ball well with those couple of mistakes in there. Jack Henry's sort of doing the opposite. So the the, the good is yet to show itself with Jack Henry. I, again, I'm not judging him because I think it's... I did the same with Ayer after the Rangers game. I'm, I find it hard to judge a person who's playing so clearly at a position. It's better having him in now. So we got him in in January... What we want is him for to be ready for the qualifiers. So you get him in now, he makes his mistakes now, he becomes a Celtic player, he, he grows into the jersey, and then he's ready. Look, that's not gonna happen. It's not that's not gonna happen with Jack Hendy. Let me just He's gonna he's gonna be the start probably the starting centre half of the qualifiers, quite possibly. Probably, but the, only out of necessity, because the guy is what twenty three in a couple of weeks. It's probably important to remember that he's not uh, he's not a teenager. He's not a teenager. He's twenty three. In the level he's played most of his football at Shrewsbury Town, Milton Keynes on loan, Wigan in League One, Dundee, Abatha. So Gary Caldwell. I, listen, I'm, same same sort of age when he came. If there's one thing about there's one thing that Jamie knows. Jamie knows a player <laughs> and uh, called it with the belly. And I'm saying with Jack Henry, nothing against him, right? Nothing against Jack Henry. He's not going to be our centre half this time next year. I probably agree with that, but again, this is the market we are shopping. How we've already tried how many centre halves this season, and we've ended up with Hendry, who we brought in in January, and Ayer, who we sort of stumbled upon out of yeah. necessity as well. Yeah. Whereas Simonovic has fallen off a cliff. Dedrick's went back to the way he was Pale before. Will probably be gone. Compro probably be gone. All, this, all this came out of playing Beaton at the start of the season yeah. as well. Remember? Yeah. We must have Sviachenko was featured. We must have had about ten different centre half mm. players in there. It needs to be sorted, but we can't just keep bringing guys in. Mm. We yeah. need to bring in good players and get well, the ones out. I said recently that Celtic seem to be quite unique in that they go into and out of every transfer window needing a centre half. So they go into the transfer window thinking, right, desperate for a centre half to come in, and then the transfer window closes, and you think, oh, we still need a centre half here. I don't know how they, I don't know how they manage that. It's been poor, but another big miss was Dembele. A lot of people say, not huge, yeah. ah, huge. Griffiths yeah. is fine, but he just Dembele offers you something completely different, and. He has a big game player. Not saying Griffiths isn't, but Dembele, 
he gets that ball, he holds it up, he brings other people into play. Griffiths frustrated me at the weekend. He was going out wide mm. when Tierney was going down the line. You are the striker. You need to be in that the was box. A, that was my that was my struggle with Griffiths. He just picks. He plays completely different to the melee. No, picks up completely. You find him in different areas of the pitch. He's, he can't hold off the defenders the way Dembele does, so he looks for pockets of space instead. Dembele's a, a much better prospect. Do you think we would have won the game if Dembele started? It's hard to say, but aye, why not? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, I we're only speculating here, anyway. we're making things up. We make uh, Griffith's a great player, but he tends he does tend to get involved more, so he'll drop deep, get the ball, have a pot shot, and you maybe think, oh, he's more involved, whereas Dembele, he stays up there, he occupies defenders, he is the target get the ball into him and feed off that. So maybe he's not noticed as much, but he gives the defenders a torrid time and I just prefer him in there. He's just got that extra bit of quality. He's a different player than Dembele, obviously, but that's that's a good thing. I mean, that's yeah. the name of the game, yeah. really. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Griffiths, yeah. you could argue, is a more instinctive finisher than Dembele is. Dembele's got the whole, the more well-rounded game overall, but I'd, I'd say Griffiths is better at taking chances out of nothing. What was the issue with Dembele? Did he have a knock? He yeah, had, a slight knock, Because he's back, I was, I was just reading, they, they, they say he's back now for the... Good, well, straight back in, I would do 100%, 100%. Craig G back in, back oh, in with the kitten, uh, tries to play it out to Hendry, and it's, it's too high, yeah. it's not a great ball, he flicks it on, Rogic is a bit soft, on his heels, gets caught, Hibs, bang out wide, in the box, straight away. It was a tactic they used quite a lot. See on Rogic, Brendan Rodgers singled him out after the game for praise, saying he was the only one that stood up to the required standards, but see when you actually, I've watched the game back since then, and he was involved in some seriously bad defensive lapses. Yeah. There was yeah. one horrible pass back he gave to Gordon on the touchline. Inside the first couple of minutes, Rogic had a bad touch in our own box which led to Gordon making a good save and he was out muscled just, just caught flat on his feet for this Badly, one Gordon was the first mistake there I don't like those passes he plays out to the touchline because all oh, it does is create a 50-50 yeah. aerial challenge you'd be so as well pointless. you'd be as well launching up the middle if all you're creating is headers watching it back Jack Hendry is running away from the ball the entire time so he's running over to the touchline to try and catch anything on it mm. whatsoever before it goes straight out of play all he can do is try and cushion it inside. He's got no options on. No one makes themselves available. Rogic is the best option available, and he's he's flat on his heels at the time. He's not he's not expecting Rogic, it. Rogic, another one whose contract runs out, mm. so could potentially be away. He um, should have scored. He should have scored yeah. in the first few minutes. There was a moment early on where Ayer picked up the ball in his own box and ran up the entire length of the field, beating three or four players, and put in a cross to Griffiths, who laid it in to Rogic, who just. Rogic is another one kind of like Griffiths. He doesn't really do the one-on-ones very well. No. He's, he's, if he's time to think of it, he's not He's not quite as good. Rogic is more a master in the spectacular rather than you know, sticking the ball past the past the keeper. More instinctive as well. Yeah, yeah, that's it. He should have scored again. Much like, it was quite similar to the chance, the second chance he had against Rangers last week. Cham had his wild... <laughs> of, course oh. of course he did. Man, yep. man can't shoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was why. That was what he's worst. That was one of the worst. Yeah. Oh, that this is the left foot volley from yeah. kind of yeah. Some great plays. Both the big chances we just spoke about there would have been great team goals if they had been finished off. But pretty poor finishing costers. But saying that we scored in the end, but I don't even think we deserved to score. Nah, we were really we... poor. That that's the we... first game we've scored in where we've not went on to win. That was that was also one of the first games I can remember where we came out and we, we appeared to be worse in the second half. Well, that was oh. after the, the change Sinclair was yeah. on at half time, and again, I mean, 
at risk of repeating ourselves here, he's getting awful predictable and awful hesitant. There was one point where he, Rogic actually played him through quite well and he just hesitated and hesitated, cut back on himself. And the Hibs players... They know what they're doing against them now. They were waiting for him. We're just yeah. waiting for him to cut inside on that right foot every time. And they just doubled up. There was Dylan McGeoch waiting every single time to just come in and nick it yeah. off his they feet. Actually, they actually, actually trebled up a lot of the time. Mm, yeah. They'd have the full back and a centre-half, a pair of the centre-halves. They'd wait for him to cut inside and someone would move out of space and take the ball. I think you said it when we were watching the game. You said Scott Sinclair last season would have buried that. He just, it was a one-touch one, out of his feet, yeah. bang. But this is extra touch, extra touch, get it out. And the chance is gone then. That's what, again, last season he was instinctive. Bang, first-time finisher, one-touch out of his feet, curl it into that far corner. We've seen it so many times, but it's just... He needs a goal. He desperately needs a goal to hopefully get back into some sort of form. Hibs goal, Miley, the second one. It's just another horror. It's just simple balls into the box. And yeah. You just don't defend it well. And there was a point where we were laughing at the game and boy, I get absolutely roasted by <laughs> your man Barker. Brandon didn't he? Barker came on. I mean, that off the top of my head, that game. Is that involved... one where boy, I tender up in his arse? Yeah. yeah so he just ran straight at him and they gave him a shimmy <laughs> in the edge of the box and he fell over. To my mind, off the top of my head, there were four. Man City youth products involved in that game right. and Brandon Barker was by far the best of any of them uh, he came on and g- again gave his, uh, just a torrid time he's very very quick I remember him giving Lust, uh, Lustig a terrible time in this season as well and I uh, just totally skinned Boyata leaving him quite literally on his ass. I said last week I thought Hibs would give us problems because they'd target Lustig but with Lustig not there in the back three that leaves their wide players a lot more space to get yeah. in behind and both their goals came from crosses from wide it's just poor like this lack of fullbacks really costing us right now but we're lucky we're this far ahead and this late on in the season but it's going to need to be sorted in the summer mm. because we can't go another season with Lustig well we've got four right backs or whatever <laughs> but we only play one of them and we change everything when he's not available but again it cost us down the flanks and it was just poor goals to lose Hibs Thoroughly deserved it. Maybe not that disappointed with the defeat because of the circumstances we can win it now, but we don't want to be getting beat like that. That's three defeats this season and everyone we've really, really deserved to be beat. Yeah. We, we haven't even looked like winning those games. We've been comprehensively beaten. For that second goal, what on earth was Boyata doing out there anyway? He was out in the kind of left touch line Aye. and the, I think it was Boyle and Camberry who both had good games. Yep. Camberry's another decent thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, they combined down their right or left. Brown didn't follow his man into the box and that's again just pointing to illness. You're playing an ill player so the, the instincts aren't there. He didn't follow his man into the box. I've given Kwasi credit before in the Zenit game for his instincts are good. He knows about these things before they happen. He's good at following runs and, and spotting where the ball's going to be for things like that. So hindsight maybe, maybe mm. he should have played the guy. But yeah, it was just it was another very simple goal. Just an easy header. Even Celtic's goal, it was just a lucky break of the ball. Bit, yeah, it goes through that point you're like oh, maybe we'll get a draw here but as I said we didn't deserve to score never mind get a draw or anything it's a nice finish from Eduardo as he said because you know, Rogic or Griffiths would probably have missed that he just he, he picked his spot nice bit of composure and stuck it under the keeper and then done the old grab the ball out of the net yeah yeah the yeah. tussle aye never going to happen so so that was that what we needed then to win the league without kicking the ball was Aberdeen and Rangers both losing hmm. um, which never happened Aberdeen won Beat Kilmarnock. Again. Beat Kilmarnock. Yeah. Giving more weight to my man- manager of the year pick, Neil Lennon. Uh, both both results there. Um, and then Hearts, 
after seeing how pathetic an outfit Rangers were the week before, turned up to Ibrox, parked the bus, played no football, managed to conspire to lose that game. Did you see the, the defending for the two Rangers goals? I've not, you know what, I've not seen any of it, but by Hol- all accounts, hilarious. one of the most turgid, teeth-gratingly boring <laughs> episodes in, in history. And and the, the good thing about it was, I don't like Craig Levine either. So hmm. it was good to see his, te- his team lose there. My yeah. favourite bit is... Kandey scored, mm-hmm. ran past Murray. Yes, he did. And dingy dum after <laughs> walking down the tunnel last week, the first sub Rangers bring on Andy Hardy, who uh, called Murray a ball bag last week. <laughs> what is going on here? These guys are straight back in the team. Nothing's learned. No. Well, uh, our, our situation with Chris Commons is almost exactly the same. Yeah. And it was hilarious having him commenting on it on Sky you know, the last time for Without Rangers. Any hint of yeah. self awareness. <laughs> exactly. But Commons was straight back in the team. But at least. At least he apologised. Yes. He apologised to Dyla and gets straight back in the team. But where was where was Halliday's? Andy Hardy done that thing where I'm sorry, you're a ball bag. <laughs> <laughs> I've said I'm sorry that you're a ball Are bag. you going to apologise to Graham Murty? I already have in a way. <laughs> <laughs> maybe apologise to the photo of the Queen in the wall and it was all. <laughs> I, maybe that's all, that's all, maybe that's all it took. Hey, Jimmy Bale's happy at that. <laughs> oh, I wonder. If Why Rangers... do we know a kit man so well? I, <laughs> I wonder. Still perplexes me. I wonder if Rangers are going to play. Um, have congratulations William and Catherine on their shirts oh yeah the royal baby that no one on this podcast gives a shit about <laughs> um, so they're they're coming to Celtic Park Scott Brown at the kit launch today was interviewed about the game and he said um, that would be the icing on the cake mm. for the players and the fans to beat Rangers at Parkhead fancies to do it yes do you think you'll make it out of the game alive though now this is important I've got protective armour with me do you? I've got, I know a guy that can do my deal on a stab vest <laughs> Who's the referee for this? Do, you know, do we know yet? Judge Dredd. <laughs> such as I'm assuming it can Wes be... Gray's coming back. Yeah, yeah. It can be Brother Madden again. I wouldn't have... I wouldn't no, have I don't know who the referee is. Ed 209. <laughs> 80s movie reference yeah. there. We call him a Craig Thompson, probably, yeah. I guess. It'll be, uh, it'll be a hun. Of just which one. But ref shouldn't matter. No. We, again, say Celtic should turn up. It's a big game. They didn't last week. But Rangers... Judging by what I've heard from the game yesterday, they won because they have better players, not because hmm, they played right. much better. I yeah. think it was a it, really terrible it, game. It was a terrible game. Heart goals, that's why I brought it up, not because I've watched the Rangers game, but the heart goals were awful. Like You couldn't have lost two poorer goals. Rangers were really bad. Um, there's been a lot of talk this week about this funny statistic, a wee quirk of the league, that although Celtic are running away with it, Rangers have scored more goals. It was on Sports Sound, it was on Clyde One, I saw a few people tweeting it yesterday. Do you know how many more goals Rangers have scored than Celtic? 50, by the sounds of it. Really? Two? No, four. Four. They have scored four <laughs> more goals than us. Do you know how many they've conceded? Almost twice as many of us. It's not that much fun of a statistic. It's not. No, it's not, because most leagues throw up these anomalies here and there, because... Man United generally have the best defence in England every year, but they don't win anything. So yeah. I, I don't really understand what the why this is the real quiz all of a sudden. Well, to be fair, but this is, we laugh at this Rangers team on a weekly basis. We sure do, Melly. Sometimes twice a week. We sure <laughs> do, Melly. Sometimes every day in the WhatsApp group. Yeah, they shouldn't be scoring more goals. And as we've got the same team as last year, same players last year, we've meant to improve. We should be pummeling them at every opportunity. You're absolutely right. But, you know, they've scored more goals than us just now. I think come to half past two on Saturday afternoon, that might be rectified because... <sighs> going for a five-goal swing here? 
Aye. <laughs> no, I just don't think, I think that Rangers team, as far as us, they can't cope. They cannot cope. Um, and I think it's all right, very well going and getting a wee result against Hartsville, but their ball's gone. And, and Neil Lennon, Neil Lennon done it again, wishful thinking. Brendan Rodgers will have his, <laughs> as he always does against Rangers, drilled, focused, organised, planned. Well, Brendan and Lenny might have sorted this between them, but <laughs> you'd expect Celtic to turn up. Hopefully Dembele's back. I was going to say hopefully Lustig's back, but you kind of need Lustig in there. There's not many other options. Again, Forrest at the weekend, maybe mm. rock time for Roberts, but he'll probably stick with a tried and tested probably go back to the same team it started against Rangers. This is a chance to make history. We have never beaten Rangers to win the league in my lifetime. We had a chance under Lennon mm-hmm. at Ibrox. Didn't take it. This could be a lot of fun. Are we still calling fun. this a leak decider? Are we still using that word? <laughs> Technically, well, you know, we lost we lost the Hibs. Rangers yeah. beat us. We lost to Rangers. You know, the gap is closing, the famous gap. Suppose it is. Oh, yeah. But no, I, I don't... I, I mean, touch wood here, look. Um, I don't, I don't see any issue with beating Rangers. Certainly not at home. Certainly not with the likes of Brown back on form, Dembele back. Hearts are going to finish six. I don't think they can go any higher. No, they obviously can't go any lower. And Rangers struggled past them. That was their easiest game. I was hoping maybe Rangers will struggle in every game. I'd say this season, probably apart from Aberdeen, but we know why. But we should absolutely pummel them. The semi final. Marker laid down. That's how we can play. That's how bad they can be. This week, we have to turn up. We have to do it. And I want them buried again. Buried. I suppose 12 was... feet under. <laughs> 12 feet? Well, they came back last time. So. <laughs> Go, Resolution 12 feet under. <laughs> um, I suppose, yeah, two questions. Can Celtic be trusted to put this poor performance behind them and bounce back and get, get the form back on? Hopefully. And two can Rangers possibly be as bad as they were last week? 100%. Can they? Yeah, oh, 100%. You would you would think that the only way is up for them, but yeah. I, I wouldn't bet on it, to be perfectly honest. I just don't want them to finish second. I don't want no, them to finish second. So <laughs> if Aberdeen are on level points with Aberdeen. Aberdeen have not playing each other, are they? Uh, that is Friday night. Is that Friday night? No, no, no. It's Hibs Kilmarnock. Mm. Hibs Kilmarnock. I just don't want them to finish second. I want us to win the league against them. And I, do you know what else I want? And this is this has been genuine. I want us to win the league against them and I want it to pass without any malice or event or anything. I don't want the SFA and the police and all these people to be able to point to this game and go, we told Jesus can they behave. I just I just want to win the league have a wee party and everybody goes their separate ways and that's the end of it. Well, as I said, we, we got our answer after the semi-final. They just upped and left. You know, I would I would bet on them doing that again. They might take a couple of toilets and a couple of stadium seats yes, with them, to be honest, do. but that, that's a, a given anyway. But I, I really don't foresee any major riots. As they'll just leave. You know, just go on home. Yeah, hun. But it's... <laughs> uh, no, I, actually, I don't know whether I would prefer an out-and-out pumping or... Do you remember that last time we beat them 2-0? At yeah. one point, it yeah. was just a total walkover. I can't remember these this circumstances of the game, but was I remember the one at Ibrox. Yes, that, yeah, that, that was it. We just yeah, turned was up it and, the beginning of this season. Yeah, yeah. The just game. turned up and absolutely strolled it, and in a way, it was even more just insulting and dismissive than a five 0 victory. A lovely wee early goal. Yeah, settle the crowd, settle Les Grey. <laughs> they start to move <laughs> do you know, out. Do you know these? We've all got little brothers on this podcast. Yes. Uh, we do now. What, what what this this Glasgow derby is becoming like is you know when back in the day when you used to wind up your wee 
brother. And he used to get so angry and he would like try and fight you. Because you're bigger <laughs> and stronger, it made no difference. That's that's that wee brother is Rangers. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how angry they get. Scrappy do. Yeah, they're sc- <laughs> scrappy <laughs> scrappy do got a result <laughs> occasionally. It doesn't matter what Rangers do. It doesn't matter if they get angry. They've certainly not got a good enough manager to, to overcome as they don't have a good enough players. We're going to win this game. Um, and I really want us to I want to I want us to score more goals than them because that is the only thing they've got left you know it's, nobody mentioned that nobody mentioned that only goals thing until last week well you've highlighted the problems against the top six many a times this season right. so if it form continues the way it is they will struggle to win another game and I'd love that. I'd, I'd love it. it. I'd love it if we beat them. That's, that's, that reminds me of, do you remember years ago, probably more than 10 years ago now, I think it was probably under Strachan, there was a stat floating around that Celtic hadn't kept an away clean sheet for over a year. Doesn't matter. <laughs> you don't, you don't need clean yes, sheets to yes. win games. They'd won two titles in that time, but oh, well, what chicken heck of them with a lack of away clean sheets for a year. It's, it's like that, the one that always gets the back of my throat is, Celtic's away results in Europe. Celtic haven't won away in Europe for 500, like over 12 managers, 15 years, uh, countless different squads. Stop making up stats. They did that to Mauricio Pochettino after the FA Cup semi at the weekend. Apparently Spurs had lost something like eight consecutive semi-finals. Mm. But it stretches back to like 1993 and they're putting that to Pochettino. He's only been in the job three years, so you've lost eight semi-finals. Oh, you, just on, carry, you just carry this for the rest of your life. I don't imagine there'd be many changes, Melee, from, from the Hibs game. Dembele back. Uh, Dembele back. Probably, probably something at back. right back. Aye. Uh, I'd just go back to the team that uh, beat Rangers. Uh, back to that formation as well. Seemed to work well. McGregor and Rogic maybe got in each other's way at the weekend hmm. there. But against Rangers, they really they were brilliant. So go with that. We've got Sinclair. We've got Roberts on the bench that can change it. So... I'd be quite happy to go back to that. Those two are absolute bankers, it has to be said. McGregor and Rogic are, are definitely the team. Those two and making up the triumvirate of Hunskelping, <laughs> uh, Dembele, because you can bank King on of all... Glasgow. That's a <laughs> crown emoji. <laughs> yeah, McGregor, I'll fill people in, because that was a joke on the Patreon so episode. For, for those of you who don't know, I'm admitting this, there's far too many people now. <laughs> See every t- In fact, I want you all to join in on this. I want you all to join in, because this might encourage them to stay another year. See, every time Musa Dembele puts up an Instagram story, doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't matter if he's eating his breakfast on France duty, in the car listening to Tupac, hanging out. <laughs> I write King of Glasgow and put the king emoji and send him it every single time without <laughs> fail. King Locked. of Glasgow. <laughs> not blo- he's not blogged me no. yet. No. Um, sorry, carry on, you were saying. Yeah, Rogic McGregor and Dembele, the, the trident, the triumvirate of Hanskelping. McGregor, I, I thought I was being also controversial last week, saying McGregor was better than Forrest, and then Rogers comes out and absolutely... Blows, blows me out of the water go. and compares him to Philip Lamb <laughs> a couple of days after. Now, I, I get what he was trying to say. It's, it's too easy. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people will look to that and go, like, oh, comparing it to Philip Lamb. It's possible to display certain traits in common with a player without being completely... If I'd said somebody to get the same haircut as Cristiano Ronaldo, oh, you're saying he's good as Chris? <laughs> no. Callum McGregor holds similar traits to, to Philip Lamb in his versatility. Can't disagree. McGregor in, Rogic in, Dembele in. The only, I'll always go back to it, get Paddy in. Mm. Get him in. Needs Let a start. Definitely riot. needs a start because he's coming on with 20 minutes to go and it's going the same way for him every time. He doesn't get a chance to get into the game properly. All the pressure's on him, especially against Hibs. Away on and change the game, wee man. And he's, he's left sort of trying to beat. He's, he's left trying to do things that no one else in the game has managed to do yet and I get that's why he's come on but that midfield had it absolutely locked down against Celtic so we'd still sign him 
Oh, absolutely. Given, given the opportunity, would, that, would absolutely still sign him. Um, is there a case for Armstrong, maybe? I don't know how fit he is. No, not the way in Champ played against them last time. I suppose, yeah. Aye, not, not the way in Champ. Pump Good option champ. off the bench, but yeah, absolutely. energy yeah. drive. Again, we've got plenty of options up for the bench, but not a lot of them are playing well. King Eddie might be ahead of Griffiths now as well. Mm. So Celtic Player of the Year awards mm. have just taken place. Oh, but actually, they took place, but so did the kit launch. So what do you, what do you make of the new kit? I guess better the more I see it, to be honest. Yeah. I'm still I'm not particularly keen on the sleeves. I don't really like that white panel down the outside of the sleeves. Mm. But I, do you know what? Having seen it on the players now, it actually looks, it looks quite I like good. it. It looks sort of European y, sort of like Panathinaikos. Well, not Panathinaikos, but it looks like a European team strip yeah, yeah. as opposed to just like another, Yeovil Town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as opposed to just another regurgitated hoops. Melee? Yeah. A lot of people have uh, said they don't like it. It's terrible, but. I, I don't really have strong opinions either way, but no, the one this year, as you said, was it was a cracker. Yes, yeah. hard to top that. I quite like the call on the new one. That's like the one they had in Seville, just with the wee yeah. button. Yeah, the only my only gripe is the sleeves the same as Stephen. Mm. I, I don't know why that was necessary, but again, the it's getting white hoops and you're changing it every year. Getting white hooped socks as well. Yeah, as um, I, as I said on the Patreon episode, I'm going to miss the the gold. Elements yeah. to it, the gold trim, the gold. Um, you're fancy logo. like that. Yeah, some fancy like that. Was it? Was that the home kit? Was are they the home kit and the away kit? No, just a home. We'll get a away kit and a third kit. Yeah. Hopefully, we can wear them. Hopefully, three greens again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a great idea. Just, uh, yeah, it looks like as usual we'll get another free strip. So that's if you're an adult, that's over a hundred and fifty. Do you know how much they buy strips? Somebody put the link up because Sports Direct. You can you can pre-order the strip on Sports Direct. It was like sixty four ninety nine for the long sleeve wow. shirt. It's scandalous! Imagine <laughs> you've got kids and you're trying to buy three strips I, for two. I, or three I don't. Kids. I, I mean, I don't know how much the, is that normal price for a football strip now. I think it's about fifty three pound. They've uh, been recently. Is yeah. it insane? At least what this has happened, this unfortunate result of the weekend, has prevented is people looking back fifty years from now, looking back on the title winning day and seeing them in that pink strip. Just so think that, how much football <laughs> strips are going to cost in fifty years. Oh you yeah, take it a mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> The Celtic Player of the Year awards took place. Scott Brown won three, yeah, which I believe up. was special well, recognition. Special recognition award. Players, player, players, player, fans, player. Another treble. Another treble for for Bruni. Um, Kieran Tierney once again won Young Player of the Year. Well, I suppose let's take it award by award. Any argument on Player of the Year for Scott Brown? James Forrest for me. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. Not at all. None. No. no. Kieran Tierney. Any argument with Kieran Tierney? Young player of the year. I have a, a slight problem with it because it's just my perception of, of that award. I would, it's just a preference, but I would prefer that award would go to someone who'd had like a breakthrough season rather than someone who's been in the Can team. Can you have a separate breakthrough? Yeah, I, I suppose you could, but and I know it's young player, so really that includes anyone under the age of about 22, but I'd prefer it to not go to a, a fully established first team player, someone who's who's new, who, yeah. who's, who's had like a breakout season. So I'd maybe, I mean, I'm not for a second arguing against Kieran Tierney. He's the best young player that the club. I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. You, 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 couldn't I ben you? Yes. <laughs> 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 um, but no, but maybe, maybe in Cham, I or something like that, who, who, is, yeah. who's, who has broken through. Something yeah, and like Cham that. would have been in with, 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 yeah. A, yeah. with a fixture for him. Cham, you don't really class him as a young player because he is established now. Yeah. It's Plus, one of those motherfucker things. looks thirty. Yeah. <laughs> and I, if anything, I'm not having a go at Tierney winning this. If anything, I'm I'm complimenting Tierney because I don't consider him a young player anymore. He's a, a three year now established first team player. I wouldn't have him. I, I hope this is his last season qualifying for that award, and we can start giving it to new players. 
Kundai venue. Yes, Kundai venue, <laughs> yes. Um, Academy Prospect of the Year, Anthony Ralston. Any any yeah, arguments with that one? Obvious, really. He's the only one who's come through and played any significant part. I know it's only been a handful of games, but really who you're up against, the... Uh, Johnston's played a couple of times. Um, Calvin Miller. Calvin Miller a couple of times as well. No, I would say Ralston's probably been the most established of that. I can't argue with that. That's if it if it goes on first team. I mean, I don't see the academy yeah, team yeah. playing themselves. I, it has I'd, to be. I, I mean, I agree with what you're saying. It really has to be Ralston because no, yeah. we still like to give it to someone who's not made any sort of breakthrough. Yeah. Um, Scott Sinclair. Top scorer of the year. Mm. Any, argue, any arguments there? Yeah. can, because he is right now, but... Right. In three weeks, is he going to be? That's a to fill people in who might not know. That's a bizarre thing. Yeah, they've given Scott Sinclair the top scorer of the season award, yeah. despite the fact he is one goal ahead of James Forrest with about what five games still to yeah. still to play. And, uh, two ahead of Dembele, two ahead which of is Dembele. probably for me. It's like if this was a horse race, you'd, you'd be thinking Dembele was going to come up. What do they do then if he doesn't finish top scorer? Do they just turn up at his house and? So we're going Maybe to have to they've take not engraved it yet. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> just score out his name and stick someone I'm else sorry, on we'll it. Need take, we'll need to take that off you, mate. We'll need to take that off you. Any other business? Well, what we have this week is a, a wee rumour started because oh. of a, a significant retirement. No, not retirement, a resignation. Is or, this you from this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> is, this, is this what you tell us? <laughs> An impending resignation of Arsene Wenger has oh. stirred the pot somewhat in, in this country and Brendan Rodgers has inevitably been linked with the job. Now, I don't know why everyone's getting so sensitive about this because this was a, a prospect from day one. The day Redden yeah, just signed for Celtic, it was, yeah, but what if one of the top four comes in for him? Now, Arsenal aren't top four this season, but I think we can all agree they are yes. one of the big clubs in top England. Six. Yeah, top, a top six in England now. Yeah, that's, that's true, actually. So I don't know why everyone's so up in arms about it. Oh, what would they go there for? No, it, it, this was this was always happening. This, every week since Roger signed, we've had to deal with Chelsea rumors. The week yeah, exactly. So I don't think I don't think Arsenal will go for him. Personally, no. even if he's on a shortlist, I think they are going to be forced into going for a statement manager like, after Arsene Wenger. Ancelotti lives in London. Yeah, you know he's he's won the Champions League. He's won the double with Chelsea. It's it seems to me that's the stick on. Yeah, absolutely. And Arsenal fans, you know, are notoriously fairly hard to to please with our Arsenal fan TV and all that kind of thing. And it would be, listen, it'd be nothing against Brendan Rodgers. Listen, I love the guy. Obviously, he's a, a fantastic football manager. But they have different expectations down south. If Brendan yeah. Rodgers got appointed Arsenal manager, they would be in meltdown. That guy in Arsenal TV would be shouting and screaming <laughs> and saying bruv and man and all that sort of stuff. Personally, I don't think Arsenal will go for Rodgers. Probably should because he fits in with the sort of philosophy of the club. I don't like that word. But they've been slowly getting in a backroom staff to replace Wenger. So they've got all that. Rodgers doesn't really like that. But that's the way it works down there. I don't think they'll go for him. They probably should, but see if he did go to Arsenal, I'd be devastated, but I'd go, it's Arsenal. Mm, yeah. Apart from this season, Champions League every year, top four, they have been winning trophies, and that's a club where you go, alright, I get it, I get yeah, why you're yeah. leaving. There's maybe only Arsenal, Tottenham if Pochettino left, and Chelsea, but they'd probably go for a bigger manager, or the only three clubs I'd be, I'd think. One, maybe. Thing, that, one thing I'd like to see less of is Dermot Desmond, saying <laughs> for sure go and speak to Arsenal although in his defence I think he's so confident in the fact that Brendan Rodgers isn't going anywhere that he might as well just yeah. say yeah he might as well play the politics and go yeah go speak to him it's, uh, we, would, we wouldn't stand in his way knowing that he's, he's not wanting to go Scott Brown again speaking at the kit launch said Brendan Rodgers is extremely happy Brendan Rodgers said he's extremely happy so there's nothing going to come of it but these rumours are going to surface every time a, a big job comes up 
as Stephen said previously in the podcast, if Brendan Rodgers does get linked with this team, these teams, it's because he's doing a great yes, job here, yeah. and he is. I mean, it's a compliment. Yeah, it's going on deep in your first season, getting a clean sweep. Then next season, potentially winning the, the treble again, that's unheard of. Mm. So it will be. Notes will be taken down south. Whether it's enough, probably not. I mean, Neil Lennon qualified for the last sixteen twice. And just end up with Bolton. Bolton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Rogers is a bigger name, but success brings this sort of thing. But if Musa Dembele's buying them in, we need to expect bids for him. If Brendan Rogers is bringing the success to us, teams are going to look at him. As far as what's in it for him, I mean, Arsenal have just spent £100 million on two centre-forwards this season, so they're, they're looking to revamp. Brendan Rogers, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm just playing devil's slash dick advocate yes. here. I'm just saying, like, what You're are they appeals devil's here? Dick. Yeah, devil's, <laughs> devil's dick advocate. He will probably double his wages going to Arsenal, at least, and he'll... He's at that level as well. Yeah, and Brendan Rodgers will fancy that. Will f- no, I don't mean he will fancy the job. He will firmly believe, knowing what we know of Brendan Rodgers, he's a confident guy, he will firmly believe he and can he, win he the would, league he would, with he Arsenal. Would, yeah. he, would, he, would, he would win the league with a, with a Premier League team, but he's going nowhere. Nope. And that's that, um, I suppose, at this time of the podcast we mentioned of our terrific Patreon. We have started a Patreon, which a lot of people have signed up for, and we are extremely thankful for those who have. Um, and basically what it is, is you just join a wee membership, you become patrons of the podcast, you pay a little bit every month, I think it's, what is the Patreon saying, like two quid a month Works out about a pound seventy-five, I think. A, a month, month, something like that. And we do at least extra two podcasts for you. Um, oh, we actually done three this month. So yeah, yeah. Three, three podcasts for the, the Patreons this month. Much more coming as well. We've got lots of stuff in the pipeline. Yeah, yeah, so we'll walk away with that. But look, as usual, if you're quite happy with this podcast, that'll never change. This podcast will keep being the way it always has been. And thanks very much for listening. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.